street gang like or like your, street dance crew? Your street dance crew, sorry. Indie and the Rollin' 88s. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's fancy. That's better than anything I can come up with. <laughs> What's yours going to be called? I was going to say like the Glitter Crew. The Glitter Crew? Yeah. Not even like the Glitter Girls? No. With a Z? No, because crew sounds more tough, like we're dancing in the streets. Oh, Glitter but girls, streets with a Z. Glitter Girls sounds like we're like a school-based crew, and everyone knows those are no good. I think either way, you sound like you do crafts. Yeah, we probably do some crafts. A crafting crew. Yeah. You should just be called the craft crew. Oh, I like that too. And instead of dancing, you do crafts. You're in charge of making up all the crew names for now. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're talking about dance crews, that means it, it's time for another episode of I Love This, You Should Too, recording in a kitchen in central Edmonton, Alberta. Woo-hoo. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. I'm your host, Indy Halfshirt Randawa, and with me is Samantha Boots with a Fur Hees. <laughs> that song is going to haunt me forever. I hate it so much. Do you actually? Yeah. Just because of the how ubiquitous it is? It's everywhere, and it's overplayed, and it's not a good song. Whoa. Throwing it down. I'm coming out with it. Boots with the Fur, not a good song. Is that the actual name of it? I don't even know what it's called. I actually don't know what it's called. Um, it, it, I just know that they say Boots with the Fur a lot. Well, as you can tell by now, we are going to be discussing the, uh, let's say, dance classic? No, no, dance hit. Was it a hit? I think it was a hit. I mean, it made $150 million at the box office. That's, that's, so a, I that's a hit, hit right there. We are discussing the dance hit Step Up to the Streets, which I love the title of so much. I finally got to see it for the first time. Yeah. But before we get into dissecting this real gem of a movie and finding out if Samantha loved it as much as she thought she might, and my opinions coming from a real snobby perspective as I tend to do, (laughs) let's first hear from our sponsors of the day. And that includes the Edmonton Community Foundation. And with Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. And this episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Overdue Fines. You know how I always like to go with them because oh. that is the podcast from the Edmonton Public Library, who I'm a bit of a fan of sometimes. I feel like you're a low key fan of the Public Library. Yeah. yeah. And. In that podcast, Bryce Crittenden and Caroline Land host conversations about books, movies, music, pop culture, and other interesting news about Edmonton. And it's a great way to learn more about what's happening at EPL and about how you can use your library card to access all of EPL's in-person and online services, which could include a 3D printing class hosted by me. You should go sign up for that. I want to do that one day. It's for children, but you know what? I've had actually a few adults come in <laughs> and they just try to like sneak in. <laughs> and be like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a 38-year-old woman. It's cool. <laughs> I'll just put my hair in pigtails. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. And if you want to listen to Overdue Finds, you can listen at epl.ca slash podcast or wherever you are listening to us right now. And of course, I'm going to suggest you check out episode 42, mm-hmm. all about horror movies, because I'm on that one. Or you can check out 98, which is about It's a Wonderful Life, which I'm also on. And I like both of the hosts. Uh, our good friend of the show, Maria, yes. works on that as well. She should be on this episode. because she she's. Uh, oh, so you don't even know. I don't know, but I like her, so. <laughs> she's like an actual dancer. Oh. Like the stuff that they do in this movie, Maria can do all that. Oh, she can? Yeah, she's good. I've seen it happen. I find that very impressive because I definitely would not be able to do any of the dancing in this movie. I'm going to go out there and say it. Maria's better than these people. Whoa. Well, I look forward to see Maria dancing. Maybe not Chase. Chase was good. Was he? I thought so. Okay. We'll get to it. (laughs) We'll get there. Well, let's get there. So you... Got to choose the movie this week. Yes. And usually it's something that you love, but you hadn't seen this one. No, so... You just feel like you would probably love it. Well, we enjoyed Step Up, number one. 
Um, and so I thought, because you also talk about Step Up to the Streets, like you've seen it, even though you haven't. No, I didn't know anything about it. Neither I just did the I. Title. So I felt like we should watch it just due to the fact that you like the title. So yeah. I thought we'd watch it this week and hopefully it would live up to... Its- the Streets. <laughs> to the streets, yes. So uh, I hoped it would be as good as the first one and that we'd have like a fun time watching it, but I didn't enjoy it. No, not at all? Nah. It was it was like someone saw Step Up 1 and then made a home movie about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is like the home movie sequel of Step Up. So do you think it looked bad? The acting was bad? I... The story was bad? What was bad? Yes. um i think that this movie definitely lacked proper character introduction and also just like people who could act but you think step up one had those things i thought it was much better i might push back on that (laughs) okay so this might be a surprise i think i like this movie more than you did what because this got Away from trying to be good. Right. The first movie thought it was important. Mm. They're like, we're saying something That's here. That's fair. I can see that. And it's not a good movie. No. Neither of these are. They're both fun dance movies. Mm-hmm. This one tried less at being a proper movie and was just like, how about a bunch of dance scenes? And sometimes I kind of respect that more because they're not doing something they're going to fail at. Right. They do try to throw some messagey stuff in there. It's it's terrible. It's bad. It is, yes. And I think that's what turned me off was because they were like, we're going to teach the kids lessons and then like didn't really do it. And we'll have to get into those lessons because I think this is going to be an episode where it's not serious at all, but I think I'll have like one serious thing to say <laughs> and it's about these lessons and how uh, misguided <laughs> yes. the attempts of this movie are. But at the beginning... Mm-hmm. And we'll probably go through this movie chronologically. Yes. But I just wanted to say, like, after the beginning sequence, I think I turned to you and I said, this movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> you... That was the peak, however. That was the peak. It does peak in the first five minutes and it is downhill from there. Yes. But I think there are fun things in it. I don't think it tries to do a lot, mm-hmm. which is good because it can't do much. It's not a good movie. No. But it, I think it's fun. Okay. Okay, I'm willing to like hear you out and maybe you will sway me to like it more than I did. Thank you. That's what this podcast is for. That is literally what our podcast is about. So if you were fortunate to not watch this movie, it stars Andy West as the main character who is pursuing her dream of becoming a street dancer. Is that the actress's name or the character's name? No, the actress's name is Brianna... Brianna Evington. Evington? Evigan? Brianna Evigan. <laughs> that, yep, that, that's her. <laughs> and um, her character, she plays is Andy West. It's set in Baltimore, Maryland, like the first step up. And, and like the first step up, there's a few characters from The Wire in this. Oh, really? So her like aunt guardian lady. Yeah. We don't get to see her um, outside of the house and we don't know what her job is, but I assume she's this hard grizzled cop from The Wire. You think that this is like the other side of her life on The Wire? Yeah. <laughs> Little fun. did we know that after doing all this stuff on The Wire, she goes home to this ungrateful child that she's taking care of. Man. Yeah. It's hard life. It is. Um, Andy feels like she doesn't belong anywhere and uh, she lives with her guardian, her mother's best friend, Sarah. Who's a cop? Who's a grizzled cop (laughs) on the hard streets of Baltimore. She has a crew called the 410. Mm -hmm. And the movie kind of opens with a illegal street dance. Well, first it opens with documentary footage. Right, yes. Which I was very thrown by. It starts with documentary Uh footage and narration, Mm -hmm. which is not what you'd expect in uh, in this type of movie. Not at all. And I thought like, oh, are we getting like wild style or something? I thought this would be something different. I thought it was a documentary on dancing. It is not. No. But then we get into the fun stuff. Opening montage kind of ends and then you're on the subway and all of a sudden there's a flash mob of dance on the train 
But they're all undercover. Yeah. So you see this train full of people, and then one after another, they break character of like, oh, I'm scared. I'm just some little old lady. Yeah. And they're like, oh, actually, I'm a crazy dancer. Yeah. And then they turn around and they have masks on. But I think everybody does that, so they may have been performing for no one. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, they were all members. My note was, suddenly everyone is a dancer. <laughs> And so, like, how big is this crew? Is there, like, 45 people? At some times, yeah. Or is there, like, three? Well, I don't think there's ever three. Okay. Even when we see them rehearsing, it seems like there's 20 of them. Okay. That makes more sense. But uh, that sequence, I thought it was fucking great. It was filmed really well. It was very cool to watch and... um. Like, the music and everything kind of went with it. There's one move where a guy lays down on the floor and then kind of, I don't know how to say this, but he shakes himself. He, like, vibrates so under the So he vibrates bench. sideways yeah. underneath the seats. And that was my favorite thing of this whole movie. I think that's when you turned to me and you said, this movie's fucking awesome. Yeah, because that was great. <laughs> and then the cops come. And they do this runaway, and they're all just crazy acrobats, so they're jumping from ledges. Yeah, and, and doing like backflips off of things. They're not doing a very good job of running away from the cops. Well, the cops couldn't get them because they were fucking acrobats. Yeah. They're scaling walls and, yeah, jumping off huge from huge heights. And they're just fine because yeah. they're, they're good like that. Um, yeah, so the police come, and like, why do the police want to get them? Oh, because when we get back to uh, Andy's house, we learn on the news, they're like, dance vandals have struck again. Our city is under siege by dancers. They're reporting on dancing as if this is a Spider-Man movie and they're talking about the Green Goblin. Yeah. They're like, we don't know what to do. We've never seen something like this before. Rabbit dancers everywhere. In Baltimore, the murder capital of America, (laughs) where someone's dying every five minutes, but the front page of all the newspapers and the leading story on the news is there are dancers plaguing the city. Yeah. (laughs) Because damn dancers always in people's way. Is this actually the city from Footloose? Okay. Is it Footloose or Flashdance? I get those mixed up a lot. It's Footloose. Footloose is the town where dancing is illegal. So all dance movies since those two movies are one of the two. Right. So again, I don't know which is which, but one of them, I think it's Footloose. There has to be a dancer who comes into a place where nobody dances and that's the worst thing you could do. Or you do the flash dance where you go to a dance place, but I'm bringing something new and fresh. Right. And I'm going to shake up these squares with my wild street dancing. So I think this is a flash dance movie. Right? Okay. Did they both have Patrick Swayze in them? No. Right? Kevin Bacon is the other one. Right. I get them mixed up. Have you seen those? No. I feel like we should be watching those instead of fucking like, step up to the streets. Okay. <laughs> I'm swearing a lot on this episode. You are. Right? I'm just keyed up to talk about this. Is it the red up. velvet pastry stout? Yes. So I also had why is this the town from Footloose in my notes? <laughs> because like they seem to be very anti-dance. Mm. And they're not doing crime. Well, they do spray paint all of that stuff. I guess, yeah. That actually, I thought that was a fun reveal too, because there's one guy in a suit who doesn't break, and everyone runs away, and the cops chase after them, and then you just see him with spray paint on his hands, and it reveals this big mural. Yeah, that was great. That, was that awesome. opening sequence is good. It's, it's a legitimately movie good. Than the rest of the movie, it's though. not even like funny. It's so bad, it's good. It was just pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But and that like, is the peak. It was the best dancing in the whole movie. Agreed, yeah. Like, that, they spent all their money on that first scene. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we still have 90 minutes of movie left, so. The 410 crew, good dancers, yeah. we only see them dance twice in the movie. Yeah. And the two best parts of it. And they are. I wonder if they're, like, an actual professional dance group. Oh, that And they were, sense. like, too expensive to, like, really have in the movie a whole bunch. Uh, do you think... Professional dance troops are very expensive. I don't know. I feel like if you are the people in the 410 crew, you're doing that for maybe one day you could be in a step up movie. True. I think this that's kind of a big deal. That is a big deal. But maybe like the professional dancers were just like, they couldn't bring in a whole crew every time. 
But this movie did have the kind of probably only dance crew that I know of. They were in this, the Jabberwockies. Were they in it? Yeah. Oh, were they in? When were they? At the streets. Right. That's right. I forgot that there were other crews at the streets. Yeah. I Because they made it just all about like the 410 and the dance school crew. Yeah. What did they call themselves? They, they had a name, didn't they? They were like the BLS crew or something. Like the, the Baltimore art school. I think they were the Blueberry Bunch, weren't they? Blueberry Bunch. Yeah. Okay. Now they're going to be the Blueberry Bunch. <laughs> weren't they called the Snowshoe Kids? Was that them? No. Maybe they were the Red Bucket Gang. I think that, I think that's what I might have done. Yeah. Just keep going because this is more fun than what I have to say about the podcast about the movie. Red Bucket Gang. It's like spray painted on a wall at some point, and I think it's just the initials of the dance school and crew after. Oh, that's that's not so fun. It's not very original or interesting. Not as good as the Red Bucket Crew. <laughs> Going back to Andy, she's having all this over-the-top drama with her foster mom. Yes. Because everything is, like, the worst thing. Because dance is, like, a gateway to mass murder is yeah. how everyone kind of treats it. Yeah, like, what are we actually worried about her doing? Why like, is dance You're out bad? there dancing all the time. Good? Yeah, we should better so than you, doing drugs. You're committed and hardworking. Yeah. And this dance group, no fun. No fun. They are hardworking. None of them seem to enjoy it. The main guy is, like, mean to everybody. Oh, you mean Tuck? Tuck. Your boy Tuck. <laughs> Tuck. Everyone in this movie is named, like, uh, in sitcoms when they would have, like, a new drug kids were doing yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> There's Tuck, Reef, Stim, Turb. Yeah. Remember I read you, like, a whole bunch of them. Um, in the last episode and they were all just like kind of sounds or like four letter words fuck <laughs> that's one of them yeah moose moose is the other one. Oh yeah good old moose good old moose and andy she's dressed like tomb raider but she sounds just like rashida jones she does when i was watching this i was like i think Rashida Jones is doing the voiceover, but she would be better. Oh, it's dubbed? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Rashida Jones. I love Rashida Jones. She's hilarious and such a good actor. She has this show that was a cop spoof show that I don't think it lasted very long, but it's so good. What was it called? Angie Tribeca. Mm. I remember seeing that on Netflix, I think. I loved it. I completely understand how that comedy is not for everyone, but I thought it was brilliant. But then fast forward and she is going to the club. And who does she meet, Samantha? It's Tyler Gage. Channing Tatum's here. He's back. So I didn't realize when we were watching this the first time, because it, the, they don't introduce characters properly, that he is her foster brother from the first movie. What? No, he's not. She's the little girl. No, she's not. That's what, what? That's what I read on the internet. But that's not anywhere in the movie. No. I think that's just someone saying that. But there was like there was like some illusion like, oh, we used to live together and like No, yes, we just was. watched it. I, I don't I don't believe it. I do. <laughs> I thought he's just like, hey, you and me, we're both the same because we're both white and that makes us like the most oppressed people in this movie in this world, and we always talk about yeah. that. And we're both gonna dance our way out of Baltimore. Dance our way out of Baltimore. <laughs> they are. He did. He danced his way right out of Baltimore. Yeah, he, so he's still with Nora. Yeah, and they tour together. They're on some kind of tour. Is it like Dancing with the Stars Live or something? Like, but they're not, you need stars for that. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, oh, who are you? I graduated from this dance academy I spent three weeks at once. <laughs> and this is my girlfriend who is more serious about dance than I am. Yeah, I taught her how to loosen up a little. And she taught me how to dance for real. How to buckle down. Buckle down. <laughs> loosen up and buckle down. I think that's what their tour is called. It's called Loosen Up and Buckle Down. Oh, interesting. I, I'd, I'd be into seeing that. And then he just has a big exposition dump. That's why I don't believe that she's that girl, because he goes on and explains everything. He's like, hey, you know what's going to happen is you're going to get thrown out, and then you have to go to Texas. And you know what's not allowed in Texas? Dancing of any sort. <laughs> 
it's even worse. I think it is, isn't it? Is it? I assume no, it was like Arkansas or like Oklahoma or something. Well, that's right next to Texas. Yeah. Everyone knows there's no dancing in Oklahoma. That's, that's true. <laughs> Spent some time in Norman. Have you? Yeah. Ooh. But he lays out the whole plot and says, hey, you know what? The only way you're going to not have to go to Texas is if you go to this prestigious academy. And uh, she says, no, but you know what? I'll dance you for it. Yeah. So he's like, if I win, you have to go audition. And if you win, you can go to Texas. <laughs> or you can, she's running away. That's why she's at the club. Right. It's because she's running away from home because she doesn't want to go to Texas. So he's like, you can continue running away, I guess. So they dance and this is the worst use of trampolines I've ever seen. Yeah, they open it up and there's trampolines in the floor. And everyone's like, oh. I was that, that's exactly that's what exactly I did. That's exactly what we did on the couch with but, the hand motions I just did even though this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still learning that this is a podcast. One day. But they don't do fun things with it. They just no. kind of they do bum drops. They do a lot of bum drops and then also they'll like bounce once and then land on the stage again. Yeah, so they they did a few single flips, which is cool. But like you could do something. But all cool of things. these like super good dancers were just doing that on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And then Channing Tatum's big trick is to jump off the trampoline, grab a like hook or like a post Some pipe or, or something. pipe or something, and then hook his shirt onto it, and when he comes down he's just in his tank top. Well, everyone knows how much his giant shirts mean to him. So if he's gonna take off a giant shirt, yes, that is also Tyler Gage's trademark because in the big finale, he also starts without a giant shirt, puts on a giant shirt, puts on a second gianter shirt, <laughs> and then takes off both of them. And everyone's like, "Wow, I've never seen such good shirt work since a young Fred Astaire." <laughs> <laughs> shirt work. I think that was his dance crew. Um, at one point. Tyler does a spin and he looks like one of those like garden flags that like spin in the breeze. Oh, I thought like he looked the like garden one of those inflatable flailing things outside of car dealerships. I think a lot of people in this movie looked like that. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy when he twirled. So much clothing. He's like a windsock. I was thinking like the twirly ones that are like multiple colors and they spin and they're pretty. A pinwheel. Sure. He won, so then she has to go to school there, but she has to audition, mm -hmm. even though it's presumably mid-year. Again, does this school not have And it's so deadlines? hard to get into. Yeah. But then they're just like, oh, you know what? We're going to invite 10 more people on this one-day audition. Yeah. And yeah, then you're just allowed in. Yeah. Even though they spend so much time talking about how prestigious it is, how hard it is to get in. Mm -hmm. And you, we uh, get to meet... Dr. Collins, who is an uptight guy who was brought there to turn amateurs into professionals. Oh, yeah. So this guy is like the crusty old dean that you see in every 80s and late 70s college movie. Yes. But he should be played by a 60-year-old man with a vague British accent. Mm -hmm. But it's like a young, good-looking guy because but, everyone in this movie has to be young and good-looking. Yeah. But he's pushing the extreme because he's like 32 or something. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's 32. Um, and he is acting harder than anyone else in this movie like there's there's a couple points in the movie where he's like alone in the shot and he's waiting for someone else to come to him and like the way he's standing there he's acting with every pore like he's like he, i'm just like relax relax you're just you're in a shot by yourself you don't need to do anything he's just giving her and he's just like exuding acting out of his every pore He's exuding acting. Oh, I got acting all over the place. <laughs> the director said, just fucking give her bod. Yeah, that's and exactly he what he said. So then in this audition, everyone hates her because she's not doing ballet and technique because he said, we can all agree technique is the most important. <laughs> but then his brother is there and is just trying real hard to be the opposite of that. Yeah. And I'm sure he says yo and dog in ways that like kind of start sounding offensive after a while they do some of the language in this movie is like white people trying to be street and it yeah it doesn't work for that guy no. well at all because he is a talented ballet dancer who just puts on backwards hats and it's like no oh, i'm street now yeah and that is the message of this movie is 
yeah, you just put on a backwards hat and then you are street. Like a really large hat. Was the hat large too? Some of the hats were pretty big for the heads that they were on. <laughs> All right. Um, Andy wears a really big hat in the final scene. And I, my note says, does he just like her because she also was wearing a hat? Because in her audition, she's wearing a hat. He's wearing this hat. And he's like, all right, you and me, we're buddies now. Hat friends. Yeah. Hat friends forever. He was also undercover at the, at the, the trampoline dance. Trampoline club? Yeah. Club Why? trampoline? Who knows? I don't know. And yeah, so like they give him this mysterious air because he walks past her and he's like good moves out there and then disappears in his black hoodie yeah and black hat and a black hoodie again wearing both of them at the audition he's there like being mysterious with his hood up and everything but then she meets him later when she gets into the school and he's all like golden superstar boy yeah i didn't even know it was the same guy no me neither when he's wearing his unabomber outfit he looks scary he does that looks like a threatening man and she should tell somebody yes do not allow grown men to approach you that's that's what it felt like yeah it seemed like it was a he was going to abduct her and take her to a second location yes that was my fear but also my hope for the movie because that would be that would be interesting let's get some plot in here And then she goes to rehearse with her buddies at the 410. And they're like, hey, no cell phones. You need to take this more seriously. Why is everyone always busy in the middle of the day? And they're like, because oh, we're all high school students. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, rehearsal, 4 p.m. every day. No excuses. No phones. No fun. Only dance. Yeah. Only unfun dance. <laughs> I can talk. Then... Andy gets in trouble in class and has to go to 4 p.m. rehearsals with Dr. Collins every day after school. Oh, no. Do you remember her having lunch the first day? Yes. They just keep showing this garbage can that it seems like straight out of a slapsticky comedy. Yeah. Because they show the garbage can and there's just food flying near it. Yeah. It's it's very cartoonish. And I guess the joke is nobody can hit the garbage can. And then that table is like undesirable because it's like touching the garbage can. Yeah. And I think you sit there and you just get like pelted with pizza crusts and banana peels. All day. Which Moose does. Then we get to meet Moose. I liked Moose. Moose is good. Moose is funny. I don't know about that. <laughs> he was a much needed like fun element to the movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone else is very dire. And they're taking it everything so deathly seriously. And Moose is just like, I'm a nerd. I like dancing, but I'm in this other faculty. So. Yeah, he's there for, I think, light and design. Yeah, he's like and backstage. And he's secretly the best dancer around. Yeah. You'd think being at a dance academy, that would come out. Yeah. You know, like, hey, oh, I see you're all dancing all the time, all day long. Mm-hmm. And I'm just lighting you guys. Look what I could do. You'd think it'd come up. Yeah. Or like, I feel like those dance schools aren't that like rigid and restrictive that you can't like try out for a class. Yeah. They're letting people in every day. Take a dance class. Just like go ahead. And then someone will be like, hey, you can really dance. You should like take this other dance class. And then then you get into the dance faculty. (laughs) There. I, I solved their problem. And she gets to meet Chase now without his hat. And she just hates him. No real reason. Yeah, he's really trying so to, to help her out. And it's kind of because of him that she got to be in the school and not shipped off to Texas. Yeah. And but, then she does that like awkward like high school movie thing where she's like, Moose, remember that thing you told me? Yeah, we, we got to go that thing. Remember you told thing. me? No, I clearly don't remember. No, like, let's go. And she's like shoving <laughs> him away. It's so obvious. And it was very awkward to watch and I hated it. Yeah, she's not a particularly good actor. Mm-mm. Is she a good dancer? Did she really dance in this movie? She does a lot of chopping, like air chopping. Yeah, there's hands. a lot of hand chopping and like... Shoulder thrusting. Yeah, and then like chest thrusting. And I wouldn't have thought she was bad, but they show the 410 crew who are good. Yeah. And it makes it apparent when people aren't as good. Yes. Because I'm, I'm no uh, student in this. I'm no Maria. <laughs> I really hope she listens to yeah, this Yeah, me one. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to her. I feel like I should just let it go. And then if she brings up like, hey, you talked about me a lot the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Maria. We do. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. so uh, like an actual person who knows what they're talking about, I'm sure could break it down and say, like, oh, what she's doing is very impressive. And it is impressive. I can't do it for sure. Oh, yeah, no. But relative to these other people, she just doesn't look as good to me. No, not at all. And she always looks like like she's exerting a lot of effort. That is, is true. She's, like she constantly looks like she's like, ooh, like yeah. trying to exert as much energy as she can. And it just looks uncomfortable to watch. There's no fluidity or no. smoothness. And I get that's not what breakdancing is. But when you look at the other, when you look at the 410 or the Jabberwocky, yeah. you're like, oh, that's how it looks. Because good everything, if you're mm-hmm. a great skater, runner, dancer, you make thing, hard things look effortless. Yes, and you have a she style. makes everything look full of effort. Oh, God, it's so much effort. <laughs> I, it hurts movie. my neck to yeah. watch it. Because I'm like, this, that looks painful. So like like you were saying, the Jabberwockies or Jabba or Jabber? BBA, I believe. It's Jabba. Jabberwockies. Okay. <laughs> uh, they have like a style in their crew. And like I'm sure the 410 also, they all have a style, whereas she looks like she's just doing all the styles and she's trying to like she's moving a lot very quickly for no reason Hmm. there's no like consensus to it and i think that's why i didn't like it did you like the improvisation dance scene that didn't make any sense and she's also like a dick to her teachers Mm -hmm. she's there presumably on a full scholarship yeah based on about 30 seconds of dancing yes after she got thrown out of her last school and she would get thrown out of the state if she yeah. doesn't get in. You have to go to Texas. And still, she's like, I'm not fucking doing this. Mm-mm. Fuck you and your dance academy. You go to that dance academy. Yeah. yeah. She's kind of a dick. I've never been asked to improvise in a dance class. Oh, well, you don't go to the, uh, whatever it's called, the Maryland Institute of the Arts or something like that? Yeah. MIA? Is it called MIA? I don't think so. I like that better. I think it's Baltimore School of Chess Dancing. <laughs> Oh, the BSCD. Yeah, the BSCD. Yeah. yeah. Why does that already sound like more more impressive than like whatever it was? Red Bucket Kids. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy gets kicked out of the 410 because she's busy with like school, teenager things. Yeah, because they're like, where were you all day? She's like, well, I was at school. At school. We are all high school students. Where were you all day? And they're like, how you go to school? How dare you? How dare you? We don't do that on the four ten. They don't. They're all they're all illiterate. Are they? It's kind of sad. That's oh. why it's four ten, and they don't write anything out because they can't spell it. Oh. It's really sad, actually. That's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. really this movie is a commentary on the poor state of the American public school system. Mm. Would, I assume that's the area code of Baltimore. I assume so. That's kind of what I thought without actually looking it up. I think it's the number of people in the crew. So Andy's sad and Chase cheers her up because, again, he's just a nice guy. Yeah, he seems like a pretty good guy. He's like, I want to be your friend. I see you're sad. Let me... I also want to be street. Can you teach me how to be street? You're wearing a hat, so I assume you're street. Am I street I'm not sure what that means. I'm wearing a hat now. Am I using that word right? Street? (laughs) Street with a Z. (laughs) And she's like, oh my God, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, she probably does the same thing. Probably. Um, And Chase is nice, and he points out all the people in their school that would be good additions to a dance crew. Yeah, this is one of my favorite parts. The compiling of a ragtag team. Yes. It's good on Mighty Ducks. It's good on Bad News Bears. I love it. Everyone brings like a specific little thing that they can do. And I think it's great. I love that premise. It's worked so many times. Mm -hmm. It's not fully done here. No, it is not. (laughs) Like, I want to know more. Like I said in the beginning, I don't think the the character development was good. No, well, there isn't any. But I feel like in a movie like this... I'd be fine if there wasn't. You give everyone a thing, but you play up that thing a lot. So all of them, they do the whole, oh, school school is crushing their creativity and all of that, which is, yeah, fine. That makes sense. It makes sense for her character. She should be able to relate to Mm -hmm. that. Never talked about again. Mm -mm. And one of the guys is a a stuntman. He goes to the dance academy for stunts, I guess. Which is like, is that a thing? No. No, it's not. But if... 
in their dancing, they incorporated that. Like, maybe he's always doing things where it looks like he gets hurt and he's fine. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, play up the things that you said. That's their character. Because we don't learn anything else about them outside of this one little introduction. Use that one little introduction. Yeah. Sure, you're not going to fully flesh out all these characters. No. It's a 90-minute dance movie. I'm fine with that, really. But give them one characteristic that follows them through. Yeah. Also, he's a stuntman in plays. How does that work? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that scene. You can't be a stuntman in a play. Like, you fall, and then a guy comes and just, like, tags you out? Yeah. That's not how that works. That's not how live theater works. (laughs) No. That's That's movie magic. (laughs) That's, That's movie magic. We're not... We don't do that in plays. So they... Commit their first crime <laughs> at this point in the movie. They steal a school key, copy it, and then like sneak into school oh, right, after right. hours. But it's cool because Chase kind of owns the school. Kind of, yeah. His family owns the school, I think. I Or something? Or they like are the board of directors? Yeah, because his brother is the whatever. King. Yeah, he's, he's school king. <laughs> and this guy is school prince. Yeah. And that's why he's always lit in such a dreamy way. Oh. So they sneak into school. They secretly practice their routine at night when the school's empty. So somewhere in there, they have a battle at the club. The yes. club that we've been seeing. So actually, we guess we get to see the 410 three times. And I think it was the Fort. It might have just been somebody else. But whoever they were, they were legitimately impressive. And again, I was like, okay, that's a good dance sequence. Mm-hmm. And then the Red Bucket kids come in <laughs> and they do their bit and everyone boos them because it was really bad. It was bad. But they make a point of it being bad. It's mm-hmm. not poorly done by accident. They acknowledge that this is bad and they get booed out of there. Right. And then they start talking about the streets. Mm -hmm. And the streets, you would think, just means the actual streets. Yeah. No, it's the name of a dance contest (laughs) that is held not on any streets. It's in a building. Yes. At the club, in fact. How do people register for the streets, Samantha? Uh, You have to do a prank and post it on the internet. But that doesn't even get you in because... It can happen at any time in any place. Yeah. So you nobody knows when it is or where it is, but everyone's practicing for it. You just had to be consistently ready. Yeah. What if they called it early one year and like no one had a dance together yet? Well, yeah, there's no real, it could be any time. Yeah. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I want to know the logistics of putting together this event. Yeah. How does it work? How do they make money? How do they procure like insurance? Do they have a liquor license? I, well, I well, they're all high school not, students. because everybody's yeah. in high school. They don't have food. How are they making money? Do they make money? Is, is it just for the fun of it? It's is it just cover? for the streets. Do they make money through cover? Oh, that makes sense. So then you go and dance and like you pay your $10 and you get to go dance. It's like open gym. But kinda. if it is profit model, they have to have some sort of consistency of where it is and when it is. True. Because are you just texting everyone in baltimore it's happening here that doesn't make it secret no how do you get on the list to find out about the streets yeah how did they get their phone numbers that's a very good question that's one thing i hadn't or does someone just tell someone like hey streets are tomorrow and then everyone's like all right and it's not even tomorrow it's tonight it's tonight at the club yeah they just give an address (laughs) yeah not even an address a street cross section (laughs) but yeah they have to make a prank video because that's a thing And we get to see their video, and it starts off, I actually liked it. Yeah. Because they're just making fun of Tuck. Yeah. Because Tuck's so serious, so they have all these shots. They follow him around. They stalk Tuck. Yeah. So first crime, (laughs) or second Second crime crime. of the movie. But this one, it's it's a light crime, because they're not really doing anything to him. They're just... They're just photographing him without his permission. Yeah. It's cool because he's in public. He's in public. Yeah. And they dance behind him and stuff. And I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's fun. The next part of the prank video is they break into his house. Third crime, breaking and entering. They break into his house and kind of like mess things up and hide fish. And like vandalism. I would say that's vandalism. Yeah, it's B and E at least. Um, So there's like four crimes committed by this like private school crew and then the 410s are the ones that are like dangerous yeah these people are like breaking and entering people's houses we'll probably get into it at some point but yeah the premise is all of these kids who are predominantly white who go to a private school give a big speech about how oppressed they are and they should be able to belong anywhere yes when and commit crimes and then the black crew 
who is just really hardworking mm-hmm. and take things, yeah, probably too seriously. But they like they're like putting their heart and soul. That's all into they this. do. That's all they do. And they're the bad guys. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, then they go to a uh, like a backyard party at what's her name? Andy's friend Missy at Missy's place, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, I liked the dance sequence that they did. Yeah. There's like kind of a group dance sequence. And um, I kind of realized at this point that the leads have no chemistry at all. No. No, they don't. Andy and Chase, every single time they're in a scene together, I feel like it's the first time they've met. I kind of blame Andy more. Yes, she's not good. Chase, I think, is fine for what he's doing. He doesn't have a lot to work with, but I never was like, why would you talk like that? That's not how humans talk. She but I'd said that a few times. She has some like monologues where it's like She also gets brutal lines to say. She does. So first the writing writing is the biggest problem, but yeah, the acting isn't strong. She's either. a like fifteen year old girl who's saying something that a forty year old man wrote for her. Seems like thinking it. this is what fifteen year old girls say. Yeah. And usually it's telling black people how to respect white people <laughs> and how that they should be inclusive and respect her. Stay in your lane, step up to the streets. <laughs> I don't understand why there was romance between them. Like we get that there has to be because it's a movie, but nothing they do in this movie indicates that they like each other. Yeah. Except he's nice to her, but he's kind of nice to everyone, it seems. Yeah, that's true. Seems like a true. pretty all right guy. Yeah. She's mean to him specifically, and that's why they're in love. And they're about to kiss in a tree. In a tree while hanging lights after the party. But then somebody turns on a light, and they're like, oh, there's light on us. And then they don't kiss. And they won't for weeks now. <laughs> because a light turned on. Yeah. So Tuck doesn't like that there was a fish left in his house. No, he doesn't like it. You know what? He got a little upset that people broke into his house. And vandalized <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so they warn Andy's crew, the Red Bucket kids, that they aren't allowed at the streets and that they need to like stay away or else. Or else what? Or else they'll outdance them. No, they're going to beat him up, remember? Oh, right. Yes. They beat him up. Uh, so then Tuck beats up Chase in the street. The streets. The streets. Sorry. <laughs> in the streets. And um, they just kind of like leave him on a sidewalk. And uh, then he somehow gets home and goes to school the next day and is wearing a hoodie and a shirt or and a hat. It's his trademark look. And is trying to be like all mysterious again. But really like. He got punched in the face once and in the stomach a few times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should beat people up, but he also did break into someone's house. Uh, yeah. So it's not like he's innocent in this. No, no. Like we said, the private school kids commit way more crimes in this movie. They started it. Yeah. But then the 410 crew smashes up their school or one of their dance studios and they spray paint it up. Yeah. So this is like... Really, the like first actual crime the four ten have done. Well, they beat up that guy. Other than beating up that guy. <laughs> Other than beating up that guy, but they probably just wanted a scholarship. Probably because we learned from step up one: if you smash up the academy, you get a scholarship there. It changes your life, and you dance your way right out of Baltimore. And you're then you're a famous dancer on tour. Oh no! Wait, that's if you're white. Oh. Again. Clearly not intentional because this movie doesn't think that hard about anything. No. But what literally happens is Channing Tatum does the exact same thing and is the hero of a whole movie (laughs) and gets a scholarship and then goes on to be a professional dancer. And they do it and they're the villains. (laughs) Very true. It's not even like Indy going on about his race politics stuff. No, I'm agreeing with you. That's just what happens in this movie. It's literally the same thing. Yeah. Also, this school gets broken into a lot. Yeah, they need to... Well, they, they just had that one security guard. And, like, one set of keys. Well, everyone has a key. Apparently. And you can just go in any of those windows, we learned. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They probably that. just asked Tyler how to get in, and he's like, oh, it's real easy. Just yeah. go in any of the windows. They were like, tell us about your time at the Baltimore land of dancing. Oh, the BLD, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, like then, then he was like, "Oh yeah, it was great. I like smashed this window, and then we had all this fun. And then they offered me a scholarship. Now I'm rich. Now I'm rich. Now I'm fucking GI Joe. 
Director Collins, Dr. Collins. Dr. Director Collins. Dr. Director Collins. Dr. Director King Collins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's forbidding anyone from taking part in the streets or any competition like the streets. If you dance outside of this school, you're expelled. <laughs> yes. So now he, at a dance academy, is being the mayor from the Footloose town and like outlawing dancing. It's like forbidding people to dance. To These dance. people who go to school to dance. <laughs> so he then expels Andy from the school. She doesn't rat out the crew. She doesn't tell him who else was with her. Yeah. She just danced 17 parts by herself. And then we get this sad montage, which was a lot of fun because it's just all of the dancers walking around and looking at the floor. Like you can still be friends. You all go to the same school. Yeah. You can dance at school all day long or at least like have lunch or something. Yeah. But they're all just separate and alone and looking down. It's terrible. And montage. they're all like in the same hallways and stuff. Like they're they're in each other's proximity. They see each other and then look down and are sad and that they, they can't away. dance. Yeah. It's uh it's sad. It's a sad little montage. You know what else is sad? That they are holding this big fundraiser because there's going to be a new school because their old one keeps getting broken into (laughs) and vandalized. State of the art. And they give scholarships away to everyone. So they need a fundraiser (laughs) because they give away like 20 scholarships a day. And so they need a bunch of money. They hold this fundraiser and everyone has to be part of it. Are they all dancing there? No, they're servers. They're waiters. They're walking around with plates of hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which was very sad to me that their school forces them to serve rich people. Uh, yeah. that's uh, Except for the rich people. Like uh, the rich guy, he still just kind of looks out over everyone. Yeah. What's his name? Chase. Chase. I think he was in a dance. Like uh, they were going to perform. Right. And then he just leaves. Yeah. In the middle of getting ready to perform. Yeah, because they, they get the message, streets tonight. And then they all are like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And they get the crew back together. They're like, we're going to go street it up now. But but Moose doesn't go. No. It was weird. They just didn't tell him, I think. Oh, poor Moose. I know. Moose is like the heart of that team. He really was. Um, And Andy is getting ready to go to Texas. Yeah. Um, and she's sadly packing her bags. And then she gets the text that the streets is on. But instead of going and finding the crew, she waits for the crew to come to her and to convince her to go to the streets. Because she's so sad she can't dance. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to ruin your, I don't know, presumably careers or get expelled. Yeah. You don't want to turn out like me and have to go to Texas. <laughs> Texas is the worst. <laughs> You're, you're nodding like, yes, yes, yeah. it is the worst. Well, Texas is the Alberta of the United States. True. Very true. Alberta is the Texas of Canada. So for those of you who don't know where we are, I think that's a good explanation of it. I feel like everyone knows a lot about Alberta now. No. Yeah. We get a good bit of Japanese listeners. Do you think they know Alberta? No, probably not. You're right. Do you think Americans know Alberta? Um, Maybe a bit. They don't. No? No. They don't care? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Around Canada, we, we have are that reputation. Known, yes. Yeah. Andy's guardian overhears what the crew is saying and how they're like proud of her for not like snitching on them. Snitching on them. And she. Because Chase is like, remember, Andy, snitches good stitches. I don't think that he ever said that. In the Didn't movie. he? No. That would have been better if he did. Probably. Some more fun movie. That would have been a better, better line. Um, and so Andy's guardian is like, go compete at the streets. Yeah. You've already thrown away your future. Might as well take these kids with you. Yeah. There's tens of thousands of dollars worth of tuition with you. And they go and we get to see, uh, the 410 crew first. Uh Uh-huh. And they're good. They are so good. Like, I don't know this type of dance very well, like I said, but like, I can appreciate what they did. It was really well done. I think you don't have to know it well. Yeah. I'm sure you can appreciate it at a different level, but it's just impressive looking. Mm -hmm. It's cohesive. It flows. And yeah, it's not smooth like ballet, but that's the difference between like smooth and flowing. There's, I I don't know how to explain it, but I guess more cohesive thoughts to their dance than Mm -hmm. what we see later. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's smooth and flowing, like you said. 
It was great. It was They're great. very good. They were fantastic. They were cohesive. Everybody seemed to have one style of dance. It's almost like they practiced every day and yeah. Tucky yelled at them if they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, we also see some other dance crews, uh, like the Jabberwockies and this goth crew. Oh, yeah. There's like goth girl crew happening. From what I know of goths in my uh, high school days, not a lot of dancing. Yeah. They just do the um, the head down shuffle dance. Mm. So Andy's whole crew is told that they're not street. This is a neighborhood battle. You can't be here. And Andy gives this like really bad pump up speech. She stops a crowd in the middle of a giant party just mm-hmm. by standing up and proceeds to explain why their neighborhood and uh, their traditions don't matter, and she deserves their traditions as much as they do. She effect- effectively gives an inspirational speech about how cultural appropriation is awesome. <laughs> she does. Right? Yes. And she explains, like, look, you guys don't know, but we're really oppressed here at this private school. Yeah. You guys might not know about it living in inner city Baltimore. Yeah. But let me explain it you to you. You don't understand oppression. Let me explain it to you of how this is um, ours now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she threw a few you people in here yeah. too. <laughs> she may as well have. It was, it was rough. It was awful. And so then she's like, we're going to be doing our thing. On the actual streets. And then a thunderstorm starts right as they're walking outside. And I, I get, I just complained about how stupid all of that was. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. They're going to go dance and they turn off the lights and it's raining and it's just car headlights. Great. Cool. That is a great scene. I'm here for it. I want to see the 410 dance. If this. it's anything like that dance we just saw, yeah. that was a lead up to this, yeah. to this main event that everything is leading for, this is going to be fucking awesome. It's raining. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks a little bit like Batman versus Superman. There's not much color in it. Most of this movie, very blue. Yeah. And the then color, like pops of red. The color grading in this is like modern Zack Snyder. Okay. Someone out there was like, oh, okay, I got to show them that means. <laughs> I get a lot of people. People watch those DC movies for some reason. Yeah. Just so dark, so Oh, blue. like DC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's all you had to say. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Unnecessarily dark. And then just and like looks a like few like that pops too. of color. Yeah. yeah. This was like that. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And it wasn't. No. They looked like amateurs. They looked like they shouldn't be at that dance competition. No, and it was the opposite of what we were talking about, about a cohesive dance all the way through. Mm -hmm. There were so many times where they all just stop. Yeah. And then different music starts. They had a terrible DJ or whoever made this song because they would just stop a song and then Mm -hmm. start another one. And they did that about seven or eight times. Yeah. So there's no flow to it. In cheerleading, you have things going all the time in your routine so that if one part of your team is setting up for the next thing there's someone else doing something else that kind of distracts your eye for it so that they can get all set up but they didn't have any of that it was like one person dancing at a time and then they just like stop dancing and switch they do so many moves that involve everyone freezing yeah which is very cool when you do it once and everyone is moving yeah but if you only have one person moving at a time consistently it just yeah. seems like you're out of shape and you need a lot of breathers it's like they just needed a rest yeah um so during this rain sequence the popular girl shows up at the streets oh yeah she's one character that i actually liked because it was a little different than what they usually do she was the ex of the uh, male lead so we think she's going to be a jerk and she was kind of for the first half but then she comes out to the party and she's just like really nice and just wants to know what's going on yeah she just wants to be like friends with them yeah she seems pretty great um and also oh way better than a dick for no reason no reason chase should have gone back to her yeah but she moves on to someone better because then she makes out with uh, Moose. With Moose. Moose. Um, so Dr. Director Collins goes in search of his students because they've left the fundraiser. Yeah, and he has to leave the most important event yeah. because he's like, well, I have to go find them at somewhere where I don't know where they're going, but I just stumble upon it. And it was just announced tonight. Yeah. Well, I guess everyone in Baltimore got the text. Yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> it was mass texting. 
And he goes in his suit and gets really wet. He doesn't have the benefit of wearing tiny shirts like Andy does through this whole movie. I think they spent their shirt budget on part one with all of the material that Channing Tatum was wearing. (laughs) They had so many giant shirts that they're like, all right, best I can offer you is this crop top or like a tube top. Here's this bra. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all we have left. That's all you got. I'm sorry. Channing Tatum took all the material. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, when you're in a movie with Channing Tatum, you have to give him the wardrobe budget. Yeah. He gets all the shirt material. But he's only in it for like five minutes. Yeah. But do you see how big that shirt was? It was so large. It was like seven shirts. 14 of her shirts. Yeah. So director, sorry, Dr. King director Collins Mm -hmm. uh, shows up at the streets and the actual street this time. Yeah, because they're actually in the street. And he gets really wet. And then he realizes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he has this like weird little epiphany moment. He's where like, he, oh, they're dancing. Yeah, <laughs> where he realizes that like street dancing is a legitimate form of dancing. As long as it's done by white private school kids. Yes. And so Andy gets back into the school. Yeah, he just goes... Good work out there. I'll see you Monday in at my school. Class. Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, I don't have to move to Texas. I already bought my ticket and I have a place there, but I'm sure. And I'm I'd... packed. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> um, And Moose gets to be in the faculty. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Moose, um, your lighting is terrible anyways. <laughs> we were gonna you use you so many fucking gobos, Moose. <laughs> All the theater tech people are like, gobos! I love a good gobo. I don't. I don't. Or a gel. Oh, I, I, like, I do love a good gel. Sorting gels was my least favorite part of well, tech. now, there's so many lights that, like, for a while ago, like, the stuff I own, even, is color temporal temperature variable. But now there's full RGB lights, so you program it. You don't need gels. Oh, that's amazing. And you, I, we have a mixing board at work that does all of it. So it's on a board all the colors. Oh my god, that would be so much it's easier. It's bucket nuts. I remember going up on ladders and like changing gels for a show and like There's three theater kids out there right now like, "Holy shit, they have that now?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and wireless. What? Yeah, they don't have to be hardlined into the board. There's these uh little like XLR looking plugs that are wireless. It's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. That's what I get to work on when I made a puppet video <laughs> a with penguin. a sassy penguin. Sassy penguin. People are like, what is this guy's job? I want to go back to school and do tech theater again, but I want to do it with this technology. I spent so much time crawling around in the top of the theater at Vic and uh, just like running cable with people. Oh, I never did tech. When people would be like, hey, can you do this? I'd be like, oh, I don't do tech. I'm like, can you just open the door for me then? I was like, what did I just say? I don't do I tech. I don't do tech. <laughs> <laughs> I did backstage stuff. <laughs> so there's like a weird happy ending at the end of this. Everyone gets a boyfriend. And everyone dances, but there's no music playing, but they're all dancing in the rain. Right. I forgot it's like a club party outside and there's no music in the background. Just a silent party. It's so strange. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they kiss and the music is very inappropriate. It's from like a romantic movie from the late 70s and there's lots of violin and it all swells and the orchestra... Goes for it, and we're all happy now. Yeah, apparently. They use musical cues in this, like like a classic romantic comedy where they like tell you how to feel based on the music. Yeah. And but the it's really inappropriate is, yeah. for what's actually happening on the screen. Like she's giving her inspirational speech, and they do that like big symbol and like dun dun dun, and like she's giving this like beginning of the war kind of speech i think it's appropriate that's what they're going for right but that music does not fit within the world of this movie no. like why wouldn't you go with something that if your whole premise is this is about street dancing why would your score be so grand and orchestral yeah very strange choice yeah it was it was kind of strange and it happened all the way through yeah it was like the uh henry v once more into the bre- breach speech it was that music. Mm-hmm. It's Shakespearean war tragedy. And she, like the end should be like, ha! And everyone yeah. like throws their fists in the air and cries out in support. Yeah. But that's not what happens. She but just it's, uh, goes a, outside and dances. Yeah. <laughs> in the streets. The end. The end. <laughs> that was uh, not a great movie. 
Yeah, it was fun. It was. It had its fun moments. I still don't like it. No, the ragtag team is the easiest place where you could have made this movie better. Lean into each one of them being a thing. Uh-huh. Do the thing where like, I'm a goth kid. Nobody gets me, but mm. I can dance. Sure. And then the one who's like, I can't speak English, but I do speak the international language. No, not love. Dance. Dance. And then we have her doing that. And then one kid is like, oh, I just played Dance Dance Revolution all the time. But I'm a tech person. But I can dance. And then they each have like a thing and lean into that more. Yeah. Like it doesn't. And then they they all teach each other and they get to be the front of the triangle when they're dancing, their crew and like. And then you incorporate all of these styles together, and that's what this whole story is about. And then they beat the 410. No, but they don't technically compete in the streets, and everyone reacts like they won, but they were clearly not the best dancers. No, absolutely not. The goth crew was better. Yeah, and 410 was the best. Yeah. So, recommendation? Yes, Mm -hmm. no? I could say skip it. If you like dance movies, watch it. If you're like, meh, whatever... Uh, fast forward through it. Yeah, just watch, watch the first the ten minutes. It's Here's what I should good. say: get the movie, watch it until you get bored. Okay. If you get bored fifteen minutes in, you know what? It's not going to get much better. No. The first five minutes is pretty cool though. Yeah. Yeah, just it's like YouTube the opening dance. Yeah, or you could see the rain dance is kind of fun. Yeah. It looks cool. It's not a great dance though. It's not. And like the rain makes it cooler than it actually is. Yeah, and I think they knew that. Yeah. But that's that's kind of fun for cuz it is not just a dance. It's a dance movie and they're kind of they're doing something new. I yeah. was going to say like when was the last time you saw a guy do like a full dance in the rain? I was like, "Oh shit, singing in the rain." Gene <laughs> Kelly it was very good. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> I think the doing these last two step up movies with you, it makes me want to do a dance movie. Yeah, dude. Because there is a few dance it. movies I like. I love Singing in the Rain. I like a lot of Gene Kelly ones. I like a lot of Astaire ones. And mm-hmm. of course, I love Funny Face. I yes. think I've actually talked about that on this podcast before. Hmm. So there's there's a lot of good options out there. And plus, then you get into the 80s. Fun 80s dance movies, too. Mm. Oh, we should do Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Breakin' 2? Electric Boogaloo. Wait, I'm sorry. Say the beginning again. Breakin'? Breakin'. 2. 2. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Whenever somebody says a sequel to something, I usually either say To the Streets? Yes. Or I say Electric Boogaloo. Yes, because, you do. Yeah, did I you even can... know that was a real movie? No. <laughs> yeah. I just assumed you were saying fun words. Like Breakin' 2, so Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you know what? It's kind of this movie, but better. But it's like, it's bad. It's oh. a bad movie. Lots of fun, though. Okay. Those kids that have to like dance to save a community center, that old thing. <laughs> I that love when people have to dance to save things. In 80s movies. So that's, wow. Now I see something that I didn't notice before. In all 80s movies, ski, dance, whatever, there is some rich jerks who are trying to like shut the place down. And then this ragtag team has to come together and save it. Oh, they okay. do that all the yeah, time. Yeah. This is all of the rich kids going to the streets and saying, like, you guys are doing this wrong. This is the antithesis of all of that. And I said, I can't remember what we were watching. Maybe it was just talking about um, Electric Boogaloo. It's a Wonderful Life or something <laughs> like that. When I said, I remember when the rich guys were the bad guys in the movies. Yeah. And that's kind of the opposite of what you get most of the time now. You're like, no, Iron Man's cool. He's a, a rich millionaire, plays by his own rules, and uh, solves wars by himself. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's not cool. Not great, because he but also kind of starts cool. the wars. Yeah, he just goes in and uh, is the full army and executioner to all sorts of people. Yeah. But we're like, no, it's cool, though. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and you know what? He's pretty charming in He's those movies. charming. And I'm on board with it. But then when you think about it, mm, not cool. Not cool. It's not cool to go and just like, Take over someone's town. Yeah. I think we should end it there with this great message from Samantha. It's not cool to go just take over someone's town. Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. Stay in your own town. Well, that that's that. Now you're sounding not great. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, I meant. Hey, you stay in your own town. Get out of my town. This (laughs) is for us. No, that's not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think we should leave it with. Don't take over people's towns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Unless it's through dance. Yeah. 
if you just dance and everyone's like, man, I want to be like him and dance like that, then that's that's allowed. Yeah, and then they move towns. Yeah, or if you take it over because it's a no dance town and then you come and you show them your dancey ways. Is that Footloose? I think so. Okay. I don't know if they take over. Well, it's a cultural revolution. (laughs) It is a cultural revolution because all the children dance then. Yes. Until next time, (laughs) may all your revolutions be cultural revolutions. (laughs) Or bloodless coups. <laughs> All defenestrations. Okay. I love a good defenestration. That's also one of my favorite words. That's an interesting word. Yeah. It sounds kind of gross, but kind of cool. I guess it is. Yeah. And the action also, if you don't know, it means to throw someone out of a window. The action also kind of gross, but kind of cool. Yeah. I remember doing the tour of the Prague Castle and they're talking about like, yeah, it was a it was a bloodless coup. They just threw the people out the windows. <laughs> they defenestrated. Yeah, so much defenestration. I feel like that would result in some blood. Well, I think they just mean like they didn't shoot and like stab people. They just oh, threw them out the window. Okay, like they didn't like murder somebody. Oh no, they murdered them with their own hands. Well, they used their hands to throw them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think we've talked about this movie in a while. (laughs) So, Samantha, who's our second sponsor of the day? Our second sponsor of the day is ATB, Alberta Treasury Branch. They make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. They have a history of doing what's right for their clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. Well, be sure to join us here again next week where we will each have a spoiler-free review for our things of the week. And I will review our movie for the next Big Watch. I'm so excited. I hope it's dancey. It's not. I've already decided it. And there's something we do that you like, but I say like, oh, but I can't just do all of that. So I'm only going to do one for every 50 episodes. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but... I think I know what it is. Okay. People out there might know as well, all of our diehard fans. Yes. All three of them. (laughs) We love all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Write us a note or something. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email. We got all of that. We got all of that. We're easy to find. Let us know that you listen. You could just message, hey, I listened. And I'll be like, oh, awesome. Good job. Nice. You occasionally find out some uh, surprise listeners at your work yeah not as popular was uh i was with our old crew but right still there's a few of them yeah shout out to indy's new crew yeah well no because they're not listening <laughs> <laughs> the old crew is listening oh right the rusty van gang oh i like that <laughs> okay we'll see you next week bye They got served the first time in the club. Mm-hmm. I think they got served this time. They totally did. They got served burgers and fries. Did they? Well, that's not a good thing. Oh. No, you don't want that. Oh, no, but I do want burgers they're, and they're fries. They're not now. literal. Oh, oh, hypothetical burgers and fries. Yeah, you got served. We don't want that. No. No. It's like getting F in the A.